0: Preface of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book I. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book I, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Preface niccolo machiavelli to zanobi bondalmonti and cosimo rucellai health i send you a gift which if it answers ill the obligations i owe you is at any rate the greatest which niccolo machiavelli has it in his power to offer for in it i have expressed whatever i have learned or have observed for myself during a long experience and constant study of human affairs and since neither you nor any other can expect more at my hands, you cannot complain if I have not given you more. You may indeed lament the poverty of my wit, since what I have to say is but poorly said, and tax the weakness of my judgment, which on many points may have erred in its conclusions. But granting all this, I know not which of us is less beholden to the other, I to you, who have forced me to write, what of myself I never should have written, or you to me, who have written what can give you no content. Take this, however, in the spirit in which all that comes from a friend should be taken, in respect whereof we always look more to the intention of the giver than to the quality of the gift, and believe me that in one thing only I find satisfaction, namely in knowing that while in many matters I may have made mistakes, at least i have not been mistaken in choosing you before all others as the persons to whom i dedicate these discourses both because i seem to myself in doing so to have shown a little gratitude for kindness received and at the same time to have departed from the hackneyed custom which leads many authors to inscribe their works to some prince and blinded by hopes of favour or reward to praise him as possessed of every virtue, whereas with more reason they might reproach him as contaminated with every shameful vice. To avoid which error I have chosen not those who are, but those who from their infinite merits deserve to be princes, not such persons as have it in their power to load me with honor's wealth and preferment, but such as though they lack the power have all the will to do so for men if they would judge justly should esteem those who are and not those whose means enable them to be generous and in like manner those who know how to govern kingdoms rather than those who possess the government without such knowledge for historians award higher praise to hero of syracuse when in a private station than to perseus the macedonian when a king affirming that while the former lacked nothing that a prince should have save the name the latter had nothing of the king but the kingdom make the most therefore of this good or this evil as you may esteem it which you have brought upon yourselves and should you persist in the mistake of thinking my opinions worthy your attention i shall not fail to proceed with the rest of the history in the manner promised in my preface farewell discourses on the first decade of titus livius book i preface albeit the jealous temper of mankind ever more disposed to censure than to praise the work of others has constantly made the pursuit of new methods and systems no less perilous than the search after unknown lands and seas nevertheless prompted by that desire which nature has implanted in me fearlessly to undertake whatsoever i think offers a common benefit to all i enter on a path which being hitherto untrodden by any though it involve me in trouble and fatigue may yet win me thanks from those who judge my efforts in a friendly spirit and although my feeble discernment my slender experience of current affairs and imperfect knowledge of ancient events render these efforts of mine defective and of no great utility they may at least open the way to some other who with better parts and sounder reasoning and judgment shall carry out my design whereby if i gain no credit at all events i ought to incur no blame when i see antiquity held in such reverence that to omit other instances the mere fragment of some ancient statue is often bought at a great price in order that the purchaser may keep it by him to adorn his house Or to have it copied by those who take delight in this art, and how these again strive with all their skill to imitate it in their various works. And when, on the other hand, I find those noble labors which history shows to have been wrought on behalf of the monarchies and republics of old times by kings, captains, citizens, lawgivers, and others who have toiled for the good of their country rather admired than followed nay so absolutely renounced by every one that not a trace of that antique worth is now left among us i cannot but at once marvel and grieve at this inconsistency and all the more because i perceive that in civil disputes between citizens and in the bodily disorders into which men fall recourse is always had to the decisions and remedies pronounced or prescribed by the ancients for the civil law is no more than the opinions delivered by the ancient jurisconsults which being reduced to a system teach the jurisconsults of our own times how to determine while the healing art is simply the recorded experience of the old physicians on which our modern physicians found their practice and yet in giving laws to a commonwealth in maintaining states and governing kingdoms in organizing armies and conducting wars in dealing with subject nations and in extending a state's dominions we find no prince no republic no captain and no citizen who resorts to the example of the ancients this i persuade myself is due not so much to the feebleness to which the present methods of education have brought the world or to the injury which a pervading apathy has wrought in many provinces and cities of christendom as to the want of a right intelligence of history, which renders men incapable in reading it to extract its true meaning or to relish its flavor. Whence it happens that by far the greater number of those who read history take pleasure in following the variety of incidents which it presents without a thought to imitate them, judging such imitation to be not only difficult but impossible, as though the heavens, the sun, the elements, and man himself were no longer the same as they formerly were as regards motion order and power desiring to rescue men from this error i have thought fit to note down with respect to all those books of titus livius which have escaped the malignity of time whatever seems to me essential to a right understanding of ancient and modern affairs so that any who shall read these remarks of mine may reap from them that profit for the sake of which a knowledge of history is to be sought and although the task be arduous still with the help of those at whose instance i assumed the burthen i hope to carry it forward so far that another shall have no long way to go to bring it to its destination end of preface